Hello, hello, one and all. I hope the levels are okay because I'm not changing anything. Welcome to Funkatopia Live. It's Mr. Christopher. And as I mentioned, we are on Facebook Live, so you can stare at me for whatever reason you possibly want to do that. I don't know why you guys want me to do this, but I, you know, whatever people want, that's what you're going to get. So here we are. It's uh, Funkatopia Live, February 18th, 2020. And it's a phenomenal night. It's a beautiful rainy night. If you can, those two things even go together. Some people like rain. I, I don't mind rain. I'm okay with it. It's a great, great time. Lots of people online on Facebook Live. And we're talking tonight. We're going to have a good time really discussing some of the things like, it's a, well, tonight's what we call a Prince free-for-all, where we're going to be talking about things that you want to talk about. Really interesting topics that some people are putting on Facebook uh, such as breaking down each one of Prince's individual backing bands and kind of talking about the positives and negatives of some of the backing bands, um, why people aren't really weren't really so much into his music beyond Purple Rain, which is really kind of not true, but what people may have had issue with going, I guess, decade to decade, I would assume. And of course, lots of other topics and songs and music that people wanted us to play and of course a lot of people want more than anything to talk about the special announcement the great the amazing special announcement about what prn alumni is going to be doing on april 18th you know last week dr funkenberry and myself we got online and we had a little bit of a discussion about celebration what we kind of felt like they should do what they shouldn't do how things were panning out in regards to their entire uh, setup and and what we feel like they need to do to kind of move things along. But even since then, we've had a lot of different uh, things that have kind of occurred that really kind of have made us, well, made me at least, stop in my tracks and kind of really reassess what may be happening here. I still believe, I still believe, as in regards to the celebration, I still believe that I think any announcements that they are planning to make are still taking too long to make because we're already in the middle of February, past the middle of February, and the event is in June, and we still don't know anything about... We know a few of the bands that are going to be performing, but we don't know anything else beyond that as far as tickets and what's all involved and, and any of that stuff. And so I think that kind of caused a lot of red flags based on based on the previous celebrations and exactly what was involved in those previous celebrations. For instance, you know, we knew that the previous celebrations had bands and they had bands playing each night and that uh, took over three days uh, to do and it was two separate tracks and, you know, the way that all those things were kind of laid out and all of that stuff was put in place by Graceland. And we are now in the middle of a scenario where we have a totally different management that is at the helm right now. And what may have been perceived as, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing, got a little bit of a little bit of a, a breather or refresher. I'm going to pick, pick this mic up more. A little bit of a refresher, I guess, to kind of, uh, based on this latest news brief that came out, that we'll talk about. We're going to talk about these things, but I know a lot of people are tuning in because they want to know what the special announcement is for PRN alumni. And I'm, I'm looking online, just kind of checking it out to see if that's what people are into. Yes. I think that's what people want to hear. So 
we will make the we will make the announcement right now. It's the official announcement. I wish I had some type of you know announcement music, some type of drum solo, rolling drums. I guess somebody needs to roll drums for me. I guess Jeffro, you can roll drums, whatever it may be. But so for those of you who are listening to the radio show and us on Facebook Live too, we the last song that we played before we did the show was Soul Sanctuary. And there was a reasoning why we played that. PRN Alumni Foundation told you to save the date of April 18th. And we have all of the details for you exclusively right here on Funkatopia Live. You're not going to hear this or see this anywhere else as of this moment. It's not even on PRN Alumni's site. We didn't find out from some secondary shady source. We found out right from the source and they gave us permission to give the exclusive announcement as to what is happening. So is everybody ready? I'm going to leave you guys at Facebook Live. Is everybody? Rodney's doing the drum roll. Jeffro's doing a drum roll. We got it. Here it is. April 18th, PRN Alumni presents at the Fine Line Music Cafe in downtown Minneapolis, the PRN Alumni Foundation Family Reunion featuring <laughs> the original lineup of The Family Stand featuring Sandra St. Victor. Yes, 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 yes. Sandra toured with Shaka Khan back in the 80s and also Freddie Jackson. Uh, she's also written many songs for Shaka, like uh, a lot of songs on Shaka's Come to My House album, uh, a lot of songs for Paula Abdul, Layla Hathaway, Curtis Mayfield, uh, Temptations even covered one of her songs, and she also co-wrote the song Soul Sanctuary on Emancipation, with on Prince's Emancipation album, and she's also got some unreleased tracks that she also recorded with him, like Van Gogh, which is still an unreleased track. And some of you who may not have known that, you may have heard the song Come Over that's on that movie, the soundtrack. What's the, the soundtrack for uh, the Martin Lawrence, Thin Line Between Love and Hate? She also did that song. That's all over. In the 2000s, she also put together The Daughters of Soul, which toured a lot of jazz festivals. It had her, had Nona Hendrix from LaBelle, had Joyce Kennedy of Mother's Finest, had Denise Williams, had... Uh, Karen Wheeler from Soul to Soul had Layla Hathaway, who was the daughter of Donny Hathaway, uh, Indira Khan, who was the daughter of Shaka Khan, uh, Simone, the daughter of Nina Simone, and uh, Leah McRae, the daughter of George and Gwen McRae. And also, she also, in the 2000s, also rejoined up with Shaka Khan for a European tour. But they are going to be reuniting the original lineup of the family stand is going to be reuniting for this event and if you want more information on the family stand you can go to the familystand.net of course even if you go there this new date isn't even there this is an official exclusive announcement that you're not hearing anywhere else it is the PRN Alumni Foundation Family Reunion featuring the original lineup of the family stand featuring Sandra St. Victor. But wait, wait, that's not all. There's more. There's more. If that's not enough in and of itself, there is more. You will also be, there also will be appearing an intimate set by Tommy Barbarella and Julius Collins. 
they are also going to be doing an intimate set as well. And Tommy Barbarella, everybody knows who he is, Prince in the MPG, uh, Shaka Khan, Stevie Wonder. I mean, he's he's been there. And of course, there's Julius Collins, who was playing the band Julius, uh, Black Julius. Uh, he was here in Atlanta, and then he moved up to Minneapolis, and Prince kind of managed his band for a little bit, period of time. Uh, but so there's going to be an intimate set by them. And wait, is there more? Yes, there's more. Also making appearance will also be the one and only Ingrid Chavez. Ingrid Chavez will also be there. And, oh my God, if that's not enough, if that's not enough for you, just just go ahead and just put your pacemakers on pause because I don't want to overload it. There will also be a performance by the band MPLS, which is Stokely's band. Stokely won't be there, but that's okay. You're still going to get Jesse Larson from The Voice. You're going to get Brandon Commodore, and there's a bunch more special guests to be announced. So all of that stuff is happening on April 18th at the Fine Line Music Cafe in downtown Minneapolis. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. The original lineup of The Family Stand featuring Sandra St. Victor. You're going to have an intimate set by Tommy Barbarella and Julius Collins. And then you're also going to have MPLS that's going to be playing. Plus Ingrid Chavez is going to be there and a bunch of other great guests all are going to be there April 18th. So where do you get your tickets? What all do you need to do? Well, the first thing you need to do obviously is just look for PRN Alumni Foundation on Facebook and follow them. That's really all you need to do. You can visit their website and you can get all type types of information that's going to be out and about regarding this as the details kind of unfold. But yes, that's happening and it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Um, Terry, I hope you tuned in. I'm seeing lots of, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Again, for those of you just joining us, just coming in, the special announcement for PR and alumni is on April 18th at the Fine Line Music Cafe in downtown Minneapolis, the PRN Alumni Foundation family reunion, including the original lineup of The Family Stand featuring Sandra St. Victor. And of course, then again, the intimate set with Tommy Barbarella and Julius Collins and Ingrid Chavez and the band MPLS. It's just tons of stuff going on and it's all going on April 18th. So there's all that. And a lot of people may or may not have seen her do her thing with with the print stuff. So here's what we're going to do. I actually did get a clip from a performance that happened in 2016, just a few months after Prince's passing, where Sandra St. Victor was performing as SSV. uh, And there was a performance that featured uh, her doing Soul Sanctuary acapella. And on top of that, she's also doing uh, a little bit of, not a little bit, kind of more or less a lot of bit of The Beautiful Ones. And it's a little bit of a lengthy piece, so I want, but I want to play it because this is a special event. This is really big news, and you guys will really, really love this. And in the beginning, she tells a little bit about a story about Prince and just some things so it's a little bit of a piece so bear with it you're gonna enjoy it it's beautiful so check this out and get excited and go ahead and go to the prn alumni foundation facebook page and follow them go and handle that right now while you're listening and get psyched get ready so let's do that first 
This is Sandra St. Victor doing Soul Sanctuary and the beautiful ones. Enjoy this for uno momento. talking about someone who um, is not just just not just a musician not just an artist not just a singer not just a musician because he could play everything on this stage <laughs> we're talking about a genius a god amongst music walking amongst us literally and I say that because of what he has left here for us to dig on See, because it's hard to say goodbye to somebody like this, right? How do you say goodbye? And, and what you have to understand is that you don't really say goodbye. It's because the music, he left a tribe. <laughs> There's a world community that understands what he was about, what he tried to do, what he did, what he accomplished, what he was working toward. And, what we are here doing right now is exactly what he wanted. I did a few songs with him and, and, and uh, one of those songs, let me just do this for a minute because the lyrics to this one, he, he, his, his brilliance was like, he would take a lyric he would take a lyric, and I had my own melody ideas, <laughs> mind you, but he put his, he put a melody to my words that I could never have imagined and turned it into something freaking beautiful. Hold on for a second, Alexander. Let me just sing a little bit of this song right here. Let me just, before we go into our joint, I wrote these words. He wrote these, this melody. Loving you in silence, knowing that it's right. Under your gaze, I ponder this love tonight. On 
In a mirror where your sweet 
And there's actually a little bit more of that uh, song, actually, about a couple minutes more. He, she actually goes back into that last section and fills that out a little bit more. But I know that kind of 15 minutes is kind of pushing it. So I wanted to make sure that I kind of came back to kind of let you guys know what's what. And that was Sandra St. Victor. For those of you just joining us and kind of came in and, and said, oh, my gosh, what was all that about? It was, well, you, you missed it. So, sorry, I'm not going to fill you in. We're, we're done. Sorry. Good night, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> now, for those of you just joining us, PRN alumni informed everyone you needed to save the date. April 18th is what date you needed to save. And essentially, you heard it here exclusively right on Funkatopia Live that PRN Alumni Foundation and the family reunion will be featuring on April 18th. Finally have all the details. The original lineup of the family stand featuring Sandra St. Victor. And also it's there's more going on as well. There's also going to be an intimate performance by Tommy Barbarella and Julius Collins. And also there's going to be performances by the band MPLS, which was Stokely's band. As I mentioned before, Stokely won't be there as it stands right now, but you're still getting Jesse Larson from The Voice and Brandon Commodore. And if that's not enough, also lots of special guests, including Ingrid Chavez and more that will be announced. Be sure that you head to facebook.com and search for PRN Alumni. PRN stands for Prince Rogers Nelson, of course. PRN Alumni Foundation and follow them and get the details on where you can buy tickets and whatnot. So all that is a reality. It's happening. You heard it here first. It's the official announcement for that event. And you're not going to want to be anywhere else. It's going to be phenomenal. April 18th at the Fine Line Music Cafe in downtown Minneapolis. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of folks there. And for those of you just tuning in, it is going to be pretty, pretty amazing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hope you guys will be there. So that is one thing. I know a lot of people are going to be in town during that uh, period of time in April where there is still lots of events because I think what ends up happening is that some people go ahead and lock down clubs and venues based on the fact that the celebration was in town in Minneapolis during that period in previous years. So there are some, I know Alfonso, Alfonso's got, Alfonso Starr's got event that's going to be happening down there uh, during that April period. So you definitely want to make sure that you're in and around the area for that. There's, uh, there's so much stuff that's going on in town that it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's definitely one you'll have to be at April 18th. But then we started last week for those who turned in. So that all being said, let me, let me wrap this up with a bow. PRN Alumni Foundation, April 18th, the Fine Line Music Cafe in downtown Minneapolis, the original lineup of the Family Stand featuring Sandra St. Victor and a bunch of other performances like Tommy Barbarella and Ingrid Chavez is going to be there, the band MPLS, lots of stuff going on. You definitely want to make sure that you do that. Head to PRN Alumni Foundation's website at prnalumni.org or you can also follow them on facebook.com and you can also find out information about the family band at the family band i mean family stand the family stand.net but they don't have this date up here because this is an exclusive announcement that is only happening here on funkatopia live we got the official word that we were allowed to do so so we did it so there is that it's going to be a lot of fun
So uh, last week we talked about June. We talked about how um, June is one of these... Since Graceland, the management that was running Graceland and was running the the estate for Prince at Paisley Park, since they stepped away and the new management has stepped in, nobody has really been sure what to expect. There's been a lot of expectations that it may be similar in line to what had happened in the previous celebrations. And Dr. Funkenberry and myself, last week we talked a lot about it. For those of you who missed that broadcast, be sure that you head to Dr. Funkenberry's website or you can go to his Facebook page and you can download that particular... I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm like... <laughs> I feel like I'm like slouching over to the microphone. You can download that particular podcast and check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you missed it, it was... We talked a lot. We talked a lot about what we felt like the celebration should be doing, some of the things that they needed to be moving forward on. Uh, we needed to just talk nothing about, uh, we, we just shared our ideas about how we felt things needed to roll and decisions that they needed to make. And then now a lot of those conversations were based on what had happened at the previous celebrations where it took place over three days. There were two tracks. You know, they had a bunch of people that were on track A and a bunch of people that were on track B. And it was just all those things going on. And it was fine and okay. Um, and we everybody had a great time. And there were bands playing. And there were panels where they were talking to people. And we were learning things about Prince. And it was, it was just, it was great. And we had a really, really good time. And I think that's kind of where the expectations lied this time around. But what was going on differently this time around was that, A, at this point, most everybody had their tickets. Uh, we knew what was going on. We knew how much things were. We had a general idea as to which bands were going to be playing. We kind of knew everything at this point. As it stands right now on February 18th, 2020, the only thing that we know is that there's going to be some performances that are going to be happening, uh, which include NPG. More stay in the time, and the DJ K Tronada. That's all that we knew, and that was an announcement that was made a little bit a few days before we did the broadcast last week. So again, we just kind of were going on what we knew, and that was the extent of it. Then, come February thirteenth, which was Thursday, two days after we had done that broadcast, we we found out through a news article, a news brief from the city of Chanhassen that Paisley Park wanted to pull a permit to do an outdoor concert at Paisley Park during the week of the celebration. And the way that the news article, well, let me pull it up. The way the news article reads, Paisley Park is planning to expand from a museum and special event venue into an entertainment venue and destination. It says for each event with 200 attendees or less, Paisley Park must apply for a permit for review by five city staff members. And according to Mayor Elise Ryan, she directed her staff to begin working on the language to kind of amend the planned unit development permit. And 
the language included that Paisley Park wanted to hold an unlimited number of indoor events with 200 or less attendees and one outdoor event per calendar year. And there seemed to be, at some point in time during this discussion, it was brought out that they possibly were considering to do an outdoor event at Paisley Park during the celebration this year. And of course, when we all saw that, our initial thought process all kind of got thrown out the window. That maybe, just maybe, what we're about to see here for this celebration, and you guys can give feedback to me on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live. I am actually on Facebook Live right now. And I'm talking with people online, so you can feel free to just throw up your questions, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're wondering if the celebration that's going to be happening this year between June 4th and 7th at Paisley Park is not going to be anything at all what we have been seeing the previous years of the celebration that have happened since his passing. Well, to start off, obviously, they moved the date. Uh, that's actually kind of had a little bit of pushback because Prince didn't really like to celebrate his birthdays. He's even said so many times in interviews. He only wanted to celebrate the day that he passed because he felt like that was an actual time for celebration. That was when he was going to be moving on spiritually from this world to the next. And he felt like that would be an amazing time to do a celebration but apparently it's being moved to his birthday. So that's okay. That's fine. That's actually technically, uh, I understand all of the scenario and feedback. Uh, and I appreciate everything that everybody has said about that. But the reality of it is, is that April is really hit or miss weather-wise in Minneapolis. At least in June, you have a lockdown that you're not going to need to pack multiple layers of clothing because it may be freezing-ass cold and it may be not. You just don't know. It's just, it's really hit or miss. So, it's just, it just April is just not a great time. Even at the beginning of April, it's just not, it's just one of those times where it's just really hit or miss. Anyways, so I'm okay with them doing it in June. That's not the purpose of it. It's it's just to, to have a celebration. But could we be seeing something totally different where they are planning something completely out of what we're used to or been acclimated to for the celebration this time around. We just don't know. We honestly don't know. We don't have the feedback. We don't have the insight. I have reached out to Alan Seifert, who is uh, the, the head honcho in charge right now. I've reached out to him, and it's... I'm not hearing anything from him. I've reached out to him a few times now, and I'm not hearing anything. I think that they're trying to put everything in play, and hopefully he'll be in touch and we'll, we'll find a little bit more information about what's going on. Unfortunately, what's ending up happening is that a lot of people are already making adjustments and making travel plans to go up to Minneapolis during this week. There's no balance of really kind of having an understanding as to where you should stay and where you should not stay and when you should fly in and when you should fly out. 
because you just really honestly don't know. We know the celebration is going to be happening from the 4th to the 7th, but if if realistically, if nothing is going to be happening until the evening of the 4th, maybe then some people can actually go through the process of being able to fly in on the morning of the 4th and not have to incur an additional night of lodging in order to make sure you don't miss anything because it's starting first thing in the morning. Is it going to be something where it starts first thing in the morning? It never really started first thing in the morning, but it's been typically starting around 10 o'clock in the 10 E 10 o'clock in the morning, depending on which track you're on, but there was always some tracks. Anyways, what we may be experiencing could be something totally different. So that is what is, I don't know. It, it is it is what it is. Lenny, what's up, El Boogie? He says the original celebrations were around his birthday. That is correct. Yes, I will agree. And it is better weather. Um, so there was lots of things that, uh, I mean, he had birthday celebrations. He had shows. He had birthday celebrations. So there was that. So anyways, there's, you know, there's that. Jackie Thompson just joined us. She missed the uh, announcement on uh, the event on PRN Alumni, but she knows exactly what it was because we gave it to her, uh, and and she gave it to us. <laughs> so there's that. For those just joining us, the PRN Alumni Foundation presents the one, the only, the original lineup of The Family Stand featuring Sandra St. Victor. It's going to be April 18th at the Fine Line Music Cafe in downtown Minneapolis. And there's also going to be performances, uh, like intimate performance by Tommy Barbarella and Julius uh, Collins. Uh, Ingrid Chavez is going to be there, as well as a bunch of other special guests that are still to be announced. The band MPLS is going to be playing with Jesse Larson from The Voice and Brandon Commodore and lots of different things. So make sure that you head to prnalumni.org or follow them on Facebook and you can get all the information about tickets when they become available. But you heard it exclusively here, right here on Funkatopia. And it's going to be an amazing event. And we talked for 30 minutes about it but I'll bring it up one more time because it bears repeating. So we kind of went off track, though, and we started talking a little bit about the celebration as it's going on right now. We don't really have any details about what is happening. And I think what the problem with that is, is that there's always been other events that have been happening in Minneapolis around the same exact time as the celebration. And what makes it difficult and what... see trying to figure out the best way to say this. You have to put your tent stakes down because if you don't put your tent stakes down and you don't claim this is what's going to be happening with this celebration between here and here and this is what's happening on those days, then everybody else that's coming into town that is planning events can plan around those so that they don't have to make plan events that interfere with what you're doing. But when you leave people in the dark and they have no choice but to go ahead and lock down a venue or lock down you, you it, it really is a gamble for any of those people that are setting up in those clubs or in those venues i have a bunch of different events that i'm going to talk about right now i'm going to talk about a bunch of events that are happening in and around minneapolis that we know of right now as of april i'm sorry as of february 18th 2020 these are some events that we know about that are happening during that celebration week. 
And these people are planning these events and it has really nothing to do with, hey, well, we want to do something that's different than what Paisley Park is doing. Nobody knows what Paisley Park is doing and that's kind of where some of the problems come in. For instance, we do know that June 5th, 6th, and 7th, that PRN alumni who just made that amazing special announcement about April 18th has also got an event planned for those three days. They really kind of didn't have a choice. So there's going to be something that's going to be happening. And I can probably guarantee you, not guarantee, but it's a pretty good guess that that special announcement will be made here as to what those are. And it will be in both Minneapolis and Detroit. So there's that. Uh, We know that a good friend of Funkatopia that's actually here. Uh, Also, uh, Rodney Fitzgerald and his group, Prince 365 is celebration. There's a bunch of events that are going on, all of which are sold out. I can tell you about them, but uh, they're all kind of already sold out. Uh, for instance, uh, let's see. I'll, I'll try to start from a little bit from the top. Uh, actually, you know, let's let's do this. Let, let's kind of go out of order here. We'll we'll start in various different places. Let's start on. June 2nd. And there's some events that are happening outside of Minneapolis too. There was somebody had sent me a, a Facebook message talk asking me to do a shout out for an event that's happening uh, for a Dirty Mind 40 year and Graffiti Bridge 30 year symposium that's happening, happening April 9th, 10th and 11th. That's not in June, obviously. But it is happening at the auditory at the NYU Pfizer Auditorium in Brooklyn uh, on a Saturday. There's going to be four panels talking about Prince's Graffiti Bridge at NYU and also Prince's Dirty Mind album, uh, both of which are celebrating some pretty amazing. Uh, it's I mean it's going to be fantastic, and I think that if I remember correctly, I want to say that Michael Dean is speaking at one of these too. I think so. There's that, uh, and that is in New York. And that's going to be fine. There's a Dirty Mind Day on April 11th. The Graffiti Bridge Day is on day two. And they're doing an opening keynote and a screening of, I guess, one of the films on uh, April 9th. So that's happening at NYU, but that's in April. So let's talk about June. And you guys can, if you want to, you guys can write some of these down in a, and you can scramble and try to write down as much as possible. Or you can join the group that we set up on Facebook called Celebration 2020 out of the park and that's at facebook.com slash groups slash out of the park like knocking it out of the park but in this way we kind of meant things that are happening outside of paisley park out of the park so it's facebook.com slash groups slash out of the park you can join there and we're kind of putting together a little bit of a list of all the things that are happening in and around minneapolis and i'll tell you some of them and we'll start about June 2nd. June 2nd, they're having a interdisciplinary conference talking about Prince between 1978 and 88, talking about his first decade. And that's going to be happening at the University of Minnesota, Minnesota's Urban Research and Outreach Engagement Center. And they're, it's an international conference that's going to be hosted by the School of Arts and Media. And of course, they're going to be talking about the whole entire first decade of Prince's and that's that only to take place Tuesday, June 2nd, but also Wednesday, June 3rd. It's just going to continue. And so it's a two-day thing. 
And then also at the same play. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, both of those are happening at the University of Minnesota. And then later on that night, on June 3rd, they're also going to be at the Orfield Laboratories in Minneapolis talking about the sound, the sound during the tours. Then, of course, you have the Paisley Five and Dime. They're going to be doing their Celebration 2020 kickoff party. That's going to be happening at Gluck's Restaurant and Bar. They did the same thing last year. They did. They were at Gluck's. Uh, that same night, there's also the Purple, Purple Genealogy Closing Dance Party uh, that's going to be talking about the it's going to be like a closing party for the the first decade conference. What's going to a feature DJ Lenka Paris is going to be purple cocktails there. A lot of complimentary hors d'oeuvres and all this other stuff. Lots of things going on. Um, lots of things going on. Then of course you start getting a little bit. Now we're talking about the celebration itself, which is starts January. I mean June fourth in Minneapolis, which we don't have any information on. We have no information on what's going on there. We do know that there are going to be performance. Try this again. There are going to be performances from Morris Day in the Time, the New Power Generation, and Kay Trinata, who is a DJ. We do know that. But then also, but that's all we know. That's going to be happening June 4th through 7th, but we don't have any details as specifically what is going to be going on during those days. So this is where things get hairy because now everybody starts planning events and starts planning things in and around town, booking venues, booking clubs, setting up shows and concerts, and just kind of rolling the dice, hoping that it's not going to interfere with Paisley Park or that what Paisley Park is going to be doing is it's this is where the this is where the bargain not I mean the bargain this is where the gamble comes in, the gamble comes in is Paisley Park going to be doing something that's going to be so unbelievable that you would just be insane to miss this event like what they're going to be announcing is going to be completely ridiculous so it doesn't matter what your plans were if you've made plans at any of these other events you have to drop what you're doing and you have to go to Paisley Park because if you miss this it's going to be ridiculous. That's what you would have to kind of gamble on, that what they're doing is not going to overshadow whatever event it is that you've just booked during the celebration. And you have to hope that whatever event it's going to be, time-wise, it's not going to conflict with what you have planned. Normally, you can typically plan that their events have ended at 10, but once again, those are celebrations that have happened in the past. This is something totally different. So let's talk a little bit about some of the events that are happening outside of this, uh, outside of Paisley Park, out of the park. Starting on June 4th, there's Nothing Compares to P, which is an event that Jelly Bean Johnson does pretty much every year. It happens on June 4th. It happens at the Minnesota Music Cafe, which is a really... It's this very small dive. It's a it's it's a bar. It's a bar, but the way it's set up is really kind of cool. The way that they've kind of it's just it's a really unusually set up venue. I mean, you walk in and it's got a small kind of lobby area where you pay, and they've got merchandise and a bunch of you know concert posters and stuff. Then you kind of walk a little bit further in, and there's a bar that's set up like a circle, not a circle. I don't I don't I, I don't have an aerial aerial view of what that is. But it's set up 
in the round. So you can kind of go around it and, and order. And then beyond that is actually the concert area, which has got a stage tucked away in the corner. And there's always somebody walking around. There's tons of people walking around. It, it's a very, very fun event. And it's going to be happening at the Minnesota Music Cafe from 7 o'clock at night until 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's going to feature Jellybean Johnson, who normally sits in with whatever band is going to be playing there. And you're going to have Tori Ruffin, who was the guitarist for More Stay in the Time. He may still be, well be. I, I don't even know what the lineup is nowadays. Uh, also, uh, the Full Flavor Kings. And that's just Jellybean Johnson's thing. It's a lot of fun. There's a sold-out event from Rodney's. Uh, that is going to be lots of fun as well. It's called Party After the Park, and it's going to be B-Sides and Deep Cuts. It's going to be happening at Club 508, which is at 508 North 1st Avenue. It's sold out, though, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a bunch of people just gathering, just getting lots of Prince love, lots of uh, music and dancing, and it's a blast. But it's sold out, needless to say. It's all good, though. It's it's perfectly okay. Um and of course, you know, we still have some other announcements from PR and alumni regarding the what's going to be happening June 5th through 7th. I've heard rumblings about some things, but I don't know what's true and what's not. So I will wait until Jackie gives me the official information as to exactly what that is. So we will find out. And as soon as we know, we will let you know. I'm sure that they will give me the access to make that exclusive announcement right here on Funkatopia Live, so you can tune in and uh, enjoy that as well. Let me make sure I'm not missing any other events that happened on uh, the 4th. Let's see. No, that happens on the 7th. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There was one that's uh, June 3rd. is going to be happening at the Hook and Ladder. Uh, it is going to be a lot of fun. The Hook and Ladder Theater and Lounge in Minneapolis. They're also going to be celebrating Prince the first decade, 78 to 88. It's a closing event, cocktail party, and it's going to be and also a fundraiser for the Historic Sound 80. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are 3121. You can also find some information there. I want to make sure before I go on to any other events that I'm not skipping over other events that are happening. That's June 7th. That's June 4th. We already talked about that. Sorry. Uh, June 7th. June 7th is a big day. June 7th is a big, big day. Uh, we talked about that. And we talked about we talked about that. Okay, so let's move on to June fifth now, shall we? June fifth. Once again, we still don't know what's going on at Paisley Park. June fifth is also when the PRN alumni's event is blocked out that they've got us saving the date for June fifth through seventh. I'm sure it's going to be some type of panel. It's a three day event, so who knows what's going on there? But it's going to be pretty amazing. I'm sure of it. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with PRN alumni, you need to check them out. Spend some time on prnalumni.org. They do so much amazing work helping to keep Prince's legacy and the things that were near and dear to his heart active and moving forward and taking care of all the people who were once in his employ that worked at Paisley Park. Uh, for instance, Rosie Gaines is a primary example. She has a lot of health issues, and PRN alumni comes in uh, with the funding that is graciously supplied by all of you and comes in and tries to help her pay her medical bills and just kind of take care of all the people that have given us amazing music and have helped to bring that music to us over all these decades. 
and they just kind of step in and take care of all those people. It's kind of a little bit of an insurance plan for all those folks that have helped us and blessed us all those years. So make sure that you visit prnalumni.org. You got to check them out. You got to dedicate whatever, whatever you possibly can. It's just, or donate whatever you possibly can. It, they're phenomenal. So we don't know what that announcement is through June 5th through 7th. We don't know that. Here's some things that we do know what's going on. Once again, Rodney's sold out event. He's going to have a pajama party of the year, which is sold out. It is going to be a party that's a pajama party and no pictures are allowed. You cannot, you cannot get, it's it's sold out. You can't get into it anyways, but it's a bunch of people that are going to be walking around in their pajamas and uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of debauchery knowing Rodney, but it's going to be a lot of fun and no cameras allowed. So we can't take pictures or video. So as you can imagine, what stays at the pajama party, uh, what happens at the pajama party stays at the pajama party. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's sold out. Maybe you can find somebody who might uh, you know, be able to sell you a ticket. I don't know. Also, Martin Kember and The Unit are actually going to be playing as well. You can find out more information about that at purplemusicology.com, which is a tribute to Prince. That's going to be happening at the Poor House in Minneapolis. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Then we move on to June 6th. Once again, still don't know what's going on at the celebration, but we do know that uh, both Christian Zalmer, I can never pronounce that last name, her last name, Z-S- C-H-O-M-L-E-R, Jamler, Christian Jamler, and Charles Chaz Smith will be speaking at the Polad Auditorium at the Hennepin County Library. So you can go down the 300 Nicolette Mall down there in downtown Minneapolis, and you can check them out. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. That is definitely going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, another sold-out event from Rodney's from the 365 group. You guys need to become a member of the 365 Celebration because they throw these crazy parties. But this one is the Pancake Party that is going to be happening at uh, Perkins Pancake House in uh, Chaska, Minnesota. And I am actually going to be do- there. I will be doing Funkatopia Live live from that event at Perkins Pancake House That's going to be a lot of fun. It goes from 11 o'clock at night until 5 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to have to go back to the hotel, sleep for a few hours, and then come and give that a shot. It's going to be a mess. But it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a lot of fun. But it's going to be a mess. So there's that. I'm going to be there. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. I'm I'm checking some of the – Nakia just put up the events – for the New York City, I put up a link for the New York City thing that I just announced at NYU. Definitely want to check that out. If you're on Facebook Live, you can kind of go through and check that out as well. Lots of people just chatting amongst each other. That is, this is great. This is perfect. That pajama party also, Rodney just unveiled, is happening at the Chanhassen Movie Theater. And uh, it's going to be pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Yes, it's going to be. Lots of fun, for sure. So now we're going to talk about June 7th. Once again, still don't know what's happening at Paisley Park. We don't know what's happening with the PRN alumni and their events that they're having us save the dates for, for June 5th, 6th, and 7th. But there is a lot going on on the 7th. There is 
a Purple Playground Gangster Glam Skate Party that's going to be happening at the Roller Garden in St. Louis Park. In I mean, so we're just you're just going to be skating to Prince music from five to seven and roller skating on June seventh. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can find more information on that at our group at facebook.com slash groups slash out of the park. You can find out all the information on this. Also, Johnny Rogers is going to be playing in Henderson. Uh, they're also having a third annual mix and mingle that's going to be happening at the La Quinta, La Quinta Inn in Minneapolis, Bloomington. Uh, and that's actually technically right across the street from what they were using as the host hotel. This was the host hotel that they were using not La Quinta. What's the name of the hotel that there were maybe some of these people on um, some of these people on Facebook Live? What's what was the host hotel that was in um, that was there right there in Bloomington? I think it was right across the street from it. I think it was the W maybe. Um, anyways, it was right across the road from it. But we are actually it's going to be doing an event at the banquet room there, and that is an amazing hotel. It's a great hotel. It is. If you guys have, I, I shouldn't be saying this because I haven't made my plans yet, but the last year, last year I stayed there and it was great. It was gear eight because first off the rooms were very inexpensive. The rooms I think were only like 70 something bucks a night and right across the street was the host hotel that was charging like 140 to 175 a night. So it was half price. This hotel is literally just across the street. If you wanted to schmooze and rub elbows with folks, you could literally walk across the street and go and hang out in the lobby with all those people that were playing at Paisley Park. And, you know, just, I mean, I hung out with Shelby J there and Liv and I got to hang out with so many folks. It was so much fun and we had a great time and um, it was right across the street. And they had free breakfast, free Wi-Fi. It was it was silly. It really was silly to go anywhere. Anyways, that place, La Quinta Inn, is actually having a party that's going to be uh, taking place da, 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 by as from six to ten on June seventh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And that's going to be happening in their banquet room. Then also, what else did I have that was going to be happening on June seventh? I talked about that. I talked about the skate party. Oh, the big thing that's going to be happening is going to be in the city of Henderson at 514 Main Street. They have an entire day planned around June 7th. An entire day planned. And that is, uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you the rundown. Starting at 10 o'clock on June 7th, they have an art show. It's going to be all day. It's going to be lots of Prince-related stuff. There's going to be a DJ spinning Prince music all day. There's going to be a uh, signing of limited edition Prince bronze statue prints um, for Moises Surrier. Uh, then at 11 o'clock, they're doing Purple Rain site tours by Kefali all day. Uh, Alan Bolo is going to be below. I can't remember, never pronounce his name. He's going to be doing a book signing of Prince before the rain. Um, uh, Becky Huntsbury is also going to be doing a book signing for the book that uh, was written with uh, uh, author Big Chick. 
Then from 12 to 1, they're having a talent show. At 1 p.m. at the memorial site, there's going to be a speech by the mayor of Henderson. There's going to be a dove release. There's going to be an unveiling of the Prince Bronze statue by a special guest that's unnamed. There's going to be a performance of an original song by Johnny Rogers, the Purple One. Uh, That's the name of the song. At 2 o'clock, there's going to be more live music from Johnny Rogers. Then at 4 o'clock, they're doing a birthday celebration with cake cutting. There's going to be drawings during done done during the cake celebration, which is going to be uh, one of the drawings is going to be for an original Prince Bronze statue oil painting. And then also uh, the first made miniature Prince Bronze statue is going to be given away. And there's going to be live music at 5 o'clock, also in Henderson. All those things are happening in the city of Henderson. So Henderson is going to be lit, L to the I to the T. Lots of things going on. It's going to be fun. So you talk about all those things and all this music that's going to be happening in Minneapolis. All this stuff is going on. Yes, thank you, Sonia. The Hilton Blooming Hotel, Bloomington Hotel. That was the host hotel. Um, thank you, Sonia George. You rock like always. Cassandra says, what hotel did you say was $70 per night? It was La Quinta Inn, the one that was right across the street from... Um, from the Hilton Bloomington Hotel. That's where I had gotten my room. I'm going to have to go online now and book my room real quick before you guys suck up all the rooms. It's going to suck. So that's kind of what we're dealing with here. I I, I want Alan to come on the show. Alan has my phone number. I've given it. I've given him. I've given Alan my phone number. I've asked Alan to reach out to me to kind of give me a little bit of an idea of what we can you know, what we can expect. What what are some of the things that we can expect that are going to be happening during the celebration? We don't want to plan anything around the celebration because the whole reason why we go up there is to celebrate Prince. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be at Paisley Park, and that's kind of the problem. But we want to be up there at Paisley Park. We want to support Paisley Park. We want to continue in supporting Paisley Park as a museum or an event facility or a destination. Wh- whatever it is that you are planning to do with Paisley Park, we're in. But you got to let us know what it is because time is running out and we don't have time to make adjustments to our schedules. There are people coming in from all over the world that have no idea where to go, no idea what to do, no idea. It's We just don't. We don't know what to do. We just don't know where to go, what plans to make. We're at a loss. We're totally, totally at a loss. So there's all that. Hopefully, Alan will reach out, and if he does... I will make sure that I document as much as possible. We'll try to get him on the show, either that or we'll do an offline pre-recorded thing and we'll put it up online uh, or we'll get a bunch of information that we can share with you because we're all about supporting Paisley Park. We just don't we just don't know what to do. We just don't know what to do. I know what I am going to do though. I am going to play a song and take a little bit of a break to drink some water and kind of get into some of these topics that you want me to talk about. I'm not really going to get into like in-depth conversation. I think we've had a lot of fun talking about the PRN alumni special announcement regarding the event on April 18th, which is going to feature the original lineup of the family stand with Sandra St. Victor. We're going to be having, that's going to be so much fun and lots of performances and special guests like Tommy Barbarella and Ingrid Chavez and band MPLS, lots of stuff going on. Make sure you follow PRN alumni on Facebook. So make sure you can get your tickets and you're not left out in the cold. You got to make sure that you're in there. You got to make sure that you're, you're there. You have to anyways. Um, 
So we're going to play some music. I'm not exactly sure what to play. I think we'll play something like, uh, we'll play Pretty Man, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of these topics that you want me to talk about on this Prince Free For All night. Hope you guys are having a good time. Welcome to Funkatopia Live. It's Pretty Man right here on Funked Up. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Hey now, what's up? Oh, you know how to come over here staring at her brother so hard. <laughs> Say you what? If you wanna be my baby, got to tell me so. Overcome the dinner lady, better act like you know. If you wanna be my baby, come on, take my hand. Tell me that you wanna get with pretty man. See me up here dancing, dancing on the floor.
And that was whoops. And that was Pretty Man from Prince. And we're back online. We're talking about the. You know, everybody was kind of having me on Facebook Live. Look to see if there was anything that was going on during uh, at First Avenue or Bunkers. There's nothing going on during the month of June. There's a few bands that are playing, none of which are really Prince related. There is the Good, the Bad, and the Funky. I believe that's. Uh, set, I think that's Levi's band. I, I can't remember whose band. The good, the bad, and the funky. I have to look that up, but I, I want maybe Sonny Thompson. I think Sonny Thompson actually plays bass and bass in one of those bands, but they play up quite a bit. Uh, what's interesting? Well, anyways, there's nothing going on that's really technically Prince related in that regard. I am definitely interested in that June seventh event that is going to be happening at Henderson. The only unfortunate thing, obviously, is that I'm going to be at Perkins Pancake House until 5 o'clock in the morning, so I don't know exactly how much I'm going to be able to get done. Uh, I may have Rodney, I may have to leave your party maybe an hour early. I need to get at least five hours sleep to kind of, you know, be... Uh, anyways, it is what it is. Cami is letting everybody know that tickets are on sale for May and June 10th and after for Paisley Park Tours. And there's some people that already have events. People are asking me online uh, whether or not I'm going to be in Minneapolis. I will not be in Minneapolis for the April uh, events because I, I have so much going on uh, travel-wise already. The first week of April, I'm already out of town. Uh, and I can't do a back-to-back -back scenario just because of work. And then on top of that, uh, I will be there in June, though. I will be there in June. I will be at Rodney's Pancake Party event, uh, and you're going to see me pop up in a variety of places. I will make, if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash out of the park, I will make sure that I announce where I'm going so that if you want to hang out while I'm there in Minneapolis, I'm all about it. I want to hang out with everybody here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to it, and I I'm all about it. Fun. Completely, completely fun. So tonight we wanted to do what we refer to as a little bit of a free-for-all. We kind of asked people, what are some of the things that you want me to talk about? Some of the things that you like to discuss? A lot of interesting topics that were kind of popped up. There were various people that were asking, well, not various people. One of the topics that came up was, would you discuss... Uh, why people have so much trouble. Renee Robertson said, why do you think folks have so much trouble with Prince music after Purple Rain? On another site, the question was, what are your favorite Prince albums? And 80 to 90% cited albums from the 80s. Do you agree? And then she would also like to hear something from Artificial Age, music-wise. So um, she says, the story is wonderful and it feels like reflecting back but knowing he was ahead of this world way back home could be another double entendre it could mean he came from god and is ready to go home or god is the future she said oops down a rabbit hole and i am not even religious so yes we will definitely play something from artificial age way back home is a great song um definitely we'll play that one so let's talk a little bit about i would venture to say that you are correct in the assumption that if you were to do a little bit of a if you were to do a little bit of a survey of sorts to ask people what their favorite prince album is it doesn't surprise me that 80 to 90% of the people 
that answered that question are answering it with albums from the 80s. That does not surprise me at all. Because the music, the albums that... you, you got to think of the albums that he released in the 80s. I mean, you've got... Uh, Dirty Mind came out in 1980. Then you've got Controversy. Then you've got 1999. You've got Purple Rain, Around the World in a Day, Parade, Sign of the Times, The Black Album, and technically was released a little bit before that, uh, Love Sexy, uh, and then Batman. Those were the albums that came out in the 80s. And that's not even including the dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens, which is probably a couple hundred at least of unreleased material. And that's not even including all the albums that he released for all the acts that he was working with, including the time and Apollonia six and vanity six and the family and the stuff that he was working with, with Sheena Easton. There's an unreleased, there's a full entire album of, uh, from Sheena Easton, where she was kind of expounding a little bit on the 101 and the Sugar Walls songs where it's sitting in the vault. She changed her mind. She kind of liked that, you know, she kind of went from being a real clean pop star doing that song with Morning Train. My baby thinks the morning train. She, she, was, she did that. And then she went to Sugar Walls and just all of her fan base was just like, what? It was kind of like when... Miley Cyrus went from Hannah Montana to what she is now. It was kind of, it's just, it was a culture shock. It was the same exact thing. And there's an entire album that was created and co-written by Prince that's sitting in the vault of Sheena Easton's that she was like, nah, nah, I changed my mind. So there's all these albums that are in there. It's just so much stuff. So it doesn't surprise me at all that the favorites that people pick are going to be from the eighties without a shadow of a doubt. Because when you look at the albums that were released in the nineties, a lot of people kind of felt like he was trying to be more masculine or that he was trying to kind of prove that he had a little bit of street cred. So he kind of brought in NPG. Well, you know, Tony M and Damon D and all those guys who had been in the picture for a long time, but you know, weren't active members, you know, rapping and doing things. So he started doing a lot more rap and it really didn't kind of qualify. It really was kind of falling flat with the rap audience. The rap audience just kind of rolled their eyes. And for those of us who have been following him since the eighties, we weren't really kind of sure what was happening. Um, and I know that Tony really kind of experienced the brunt of that. And we've had an interview with him. I've had an interview with, I've had multiple interviews with him on this station talking about it and uh he kind of got the brunt of it for sure nobody really pinned the blame too much on prince but they did vote with their wallets and decided not to pick up those albums and just just stop doing it so i get it i i completely get it i understand where the frustration is i understand um why the 90s aren't at the top of the heap when it comes to people picking stuff. There were some great albums in there. I mean, Come was a great album. Uh, Emancipation was had a lot of great stuff on it. Crystal Ball, the official release of Crystal Ball, which is another so, another album that was technically had a lot of stuff from the 80s in it. Uh, you had Raven to the Joy Fantastic, uh, gold experience, diamonds and pearls. I mean, there was, there was a lot of good stuff in the eighties, but nothing like 
the legendary music that he was putting out in the 80s. So I get it. It was just a complete and total different style of music. And he was catching a lot of grief for not really going back to... And a lot of people say, oh, well, you're not as funky as you used to be. Like he called out on Rainbow Children. But people got to realize that Prince, while he had a lot of funky music, he had a lot of stuff that was not funk. I mean, you look at every single album that he released in the 80s, there really wasn't anything that was completely funk. I mean, you look at Controversy and you had songs like Private Joy, that really wasn't funk. Uh, Ronnie Talked to Russia, Annie Christian, those songs really weren't funk. 1999, even, uh, you had Something in the Water, Free... Every single album had a lot of songs that did not qualify for funk. So while he had funk elements, he wasn't predominantly funk. And he never was. And that's what we kind of liked about him is because no matter what style of music that it was that you liked, you could find something to latch onto. And that was one of the biggest draws from him. But in the 90s, he picked a theme and he stuck with it. And a lot of people just really didn't like that approach. So I think that was primarily the reason why he got a lot of flack and a lot of feedback from that. And it just didn't go over well. So that is my assumption as to why people don't gravitate towards the 90s and prefer that it be 80s. So hope that answers your question in that regard. And we will play your selection way back home and we'll take a listen to it. It's a short song. Here it is, Way Back Home, right here on Funked Up. We're playing it for Renee Robertson. Hope I answered your question. Any person or object whatsoever that requires your attention is something that has veered from its path and preordained destiny of total enlightenment. I never wanted a typical life. Scripted role for a trophy wife. All I ever wanted to be left alone. See my beds made up at night Cause in my dreams I roam Just trying to find Way 
Power to the ones Power to the ones who can raise a child like me The path was set but if you look the truth will set us free I've heard about those happy endings but still a mystery Let me tell you about me I'm happiest when I can see Way back home from Artificial Age, and I remember when that album was released. And uh, Prince had actually sent me a digital copy to check out, and um, for some reason, my brain didn't process Artificial Age. I just looked at it as different words: Art Official Age. And I think even if you listen back to the to the the things that I did, I, I, I was saying. And Prince has got a new album called Art Official Age. Do <laughs> you think to read? It's just, anyways, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, there's that. So let's go back to the topicality at online here. It says uh, Webrod wanted to know compare Prince's backing bands from 1979. Oh my God, to 2015 and discuss the good characteristics and the not so good things about each band and then play what you think is each of Prince's backing band's best studio live performance. Wow, that's loaded. So that's actually going to be, that would be an entire show for sure. Let me take a sip of water before I get into this because this is really where things get, things get a little bit weird here. Obviously, in the beginning, for Prince's, most of Prince's albums in the beginning that were the biggest hits for him, they are all him. It's just him playing. So he plays all the instruments. He plays the drums, guitar, he plays everything. So when you start talking about the actual touring bands that were behind him, which in the beginning, you know, were really kind of the bands that gave him that core sound, which, you know, you know, were, were Fink and Dez and all those guys. And they really kind of had a very, very raw sound that was kind of happening. I mean, Bobby Z was on drums. There was just a sound that was happening that really was raw and a little bit more punk. And they didn't, they were kind of being categorized as new wave, but Prince hated that. And that was one of the things, one of the gags they had with, we don't like New Wave. That was, that was kind of one of their gags is that they just weren't fans of that phrase. But that really wasn't, there really wasn't any place to categorize them. There wasn't any place to fit that band. And then, of course, you have The Revolution, which Des Dickerson, Des, Des Dickerson kind of backed out and he got his own group and did Des Dickerson and the Modern Airs. And then, of course, you have the core of the biggest part of his success, which was the Purple Rain and Around the World in the Day parade, which brought us, which Bobby Z was still a member of the band. Dr. Fink was still in there playing keyboards. You had Wendy and Lisa playing. You had, and you had Brownmark on bass. So you had this, this core that was the revolution. And I think everybody 
immediately gravitates towards them because they were the band that was in place when Prince was at the height of his career. That was when he was the most famous. That's when he became a household name. So when everybody looks at the success of Prince and the Revolution, the Revolution was that band. I mean, they absolutely positively were that band. And it just kind of got to a point where they were always going to be seen as, in a lot of people's mind, and, and many people will probably argue that um, a lot of people will probably argue so that saying that the revolution was their, was his best band. I personally don't think so. There was a lot of iterations that were in there of various artists and various band members. I think that they were good for what they were doing, but I think that music wise, they kind of capped out where Prince was planning on going. Not that they couldn't have gone with him and that they couldn't have made it work, but he was creating so many different styles and styles that really didn't fit the revolution. And I don't think that he really kind of felt like the revolution was going to be able to conform with him in the direction that he was going to go. So then you had all these different people that were going in and out of the position. You had Tommy Barbarella coming in, uh, you know, Fink was the only one that survived the revolution being canned, but you had Tommy Barbarella coming in. You had Rosie Gaines coming in. You had, you know, the, for the whole MPG era of things, Sheila E was playing drums during sign of the time. So his band was never really kind of solidified. It just kind of went through this constant iteration. There was always somebody different in the mix at, at all times. And in my personal opinion, if I had to, if I had to pick a band that I felt was his strongest band, without a shadow of a doubt, I would have to say it would be the lineup that he had for Rainbow Children. And everybody kind of pshaws that, but the reality of it is, is that musically, there wasn't a whole bunch of, there weren't many, he, it would, they were the best of the best. John Blackwell on drums. Uh, a lot of time, Najee was on. You had a lot of different things going on. You had um, Renato Neto on keys. You had just that whole touring band was ridiculous. Rhonda on bass. It just didn't make a whole... It was, it was so good, it didn't make sense. It was just one of those things where Rainbow Children actually just created this vibe that was just unmatched by anything and just musically just it wasn't just playing the notes it was this dynamic thing that was happening that you you couldn't i i don't know how to explain it here's what i can do i can play xenophobia to kind of give you an idea of just how amazing this band was it's a little bit longer of a song i get it but it will definitely give you an idea of just how dynamic this band was. That touring band with Renato Neto, John Blackwell, Rhonda, that just that just whole setup was beyond it was just ridiculous. So let's do that, shall we? Let's play that touring band, which didn't really have a name. It was it just didn't have a name. But it was so good. 
It's xenophobia right here on Funked Up. Welcome to the power of surrender. First things first. You must surrender your expectation. For those of you expected to get your purple rain on, you're in the wrong house. See, we're not interested in what you know, but what you are willing to learn. Come on, y'all. No dead blood kills interferons MPG, are you ready? Come on now We about to get deep tonight, y'all Up in here in a little red cup. 
surprised at what you won't get Portland, can you hear me tonight?
question for you. Is it better to give or to receive? It's better to give. All right, then give up your seat to this person back here in the back. Come here, sister in the red. Call your bluff. Can she have your seat? All right. Is it better to be a leader or a follower? Better to be a leader or a follower? A leader. Leader? Too bad. Who thinks it's better to be a follower? You? Follow me. Right there. I'm gonna play the guitar for you, alright? Can I get you anything? Can I get you anything? You cool?
And that was Xenophobia from One Night Alone, One Night Alone Live, which was an amazing, amazing show. So I guess we kind of talked a little bit about all the different bands that he had. And really, when you look at it, between The Revolution, NPG was always some band members coming in, coming out, leaving, kind of going in, going out. There was Sheila E. There was John. I mean, it was there was always just a mixture of things that were happening and you never knew what you were ex- going to experience from one show to the other. You just, it, there was never any consistency, but that band right there, which was Prince, John Blackwell on drums, Rhonda Smith on bass guitar, Renato Neto on keys. Uh, and then you had Greg Boyer on trombone, trombone, Maceo Parker on saxophone, Candy Dolfer on saxophone, and then some cases there were Najee would be in there playing uh, v- various shows too. There's just no that that show dynamically and musically was had so many layers. It wasn't just attack. It wasn't just laid back. It was all these different flavors and dynamics. And that was one of the reasons why, for me, Rainbow Children was one of my ultimate favorite albums. Was not just because I, I love 1999. If I had to pick an all-time favorite album, it would probably be 1999. Just because that was the one that really kind of hit me to the core as far as the style. It was a double album. It had all that music, and it was so funky, and there was just so many great songs on there that still stand the test of time. And it was just... There are still things that I discover in that music when you put on... Take the time when, just one day, take a pair of great headphones, like some good beats or some just some really, really good high quality headphones, put on 1999 with no interruptions and just listen to all the little things that are going on in the background. Things like on Lady Cab Driver and, and things like all the critics, those songs, there's so many pieces and elements that are in there that you, that I still and discovering new things every single day with that album. It's unreal. But Rainbow Children takes that level of intricacy to a new level. And then on top of that, just adds these dynamics. You know, there's so many different dynamic levels that are happening with the drums. It's, you know, there's, it's just, it's just so perfect. It's so friggin' perfect the way that Rainbow Children is laid out. I I was kind of debating about playing the title track rainbow children from one night alone live because that also is just the way it builds and breaks down and has all those different dynamic sections and, and, but that does too. So I, my apologies that I can't come up with better adjectives for some of that stuff, but it is just a great, 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 great show. Anyways, that's my favorite all-time band, I would say, just because it just is what it is. I'm on Facebook Live. I'm asking everybody to uh, put in their favorite song and to ask and to kind of share what their favorite songs are. Uh, I've actually had a little bit of a visitor tonight. Uh, My daughter, my youngest daughter, decided that she was going to uh, visit us on Facebook Live, and she has made friends with just about everybody here. And apparently she's going to be taking over my show next Tuesday, which I don't think is going to happen. We're going to have an album chat next week, probably, depending on how this uh, show takes over. I just don't know. I don't know exactly what's happening. 
We will find out. She probably will do a show where she picks out her favorite songs and we'll take it from there. But my goal was before she came in and derailed everything was that I was going to have a album chat that was going to be happening next week. That's either going to be or either going to be uh, the chocolate invasion or 3121. I kind of have to go back to see exactly which album fell where. I want to say we did Musicology. It was the last one we did. Yeah, so it's either going to be The Chocolate Invasion or 3121. I'm going to leave it up for a vote. I know a lot of people want to hear an album chat on Chocolate Invasion, but I also know that if I had to put it to vote, I would probably guess that 3121 is going to override it. It's not that I won't do an album chat on The Chocolate Invasion or Slaughterhouse. Those will be coming. But... I'm trying to do some of the bigger albums because that has a wider audience and you guys listen a little bit more and enjoy it a little bit more. So there's that. I'm asking people to put in their request. Uh, Jaden wants to hear Controversy. Uh, so I'm going to play that. And then Lenny wants to hear Marrying Kind. Jackie says Forever in My Life. Brian wants to hear Splash. Jovan wants to hear Gold. Lots of great requests here. I'm going to go ahead and put all of them in here. I don't know why Jaden chose Controversy. She obviously loves that one. Let's see what else. So lots of different requests. If you have any requests, make sure you go ahead and get them to me. Send them to Funkatopia at gmail.com. I'm going to go ahead and just start laying them out. Just going to start putting all of them in there. And all of your requests are just going to be are just going to take over the night, basically. So we're going to sign out for the evening. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Once again, if you missed last week's show with myself and Dr. Funkenberry, you can go to Dr. Funkenberry's website and also his Facebook page, and you can check it out there. Please make sure that if you ever see a podcast on Funkenberry's page that you do take the time to actually donate, please make sure that you listen to the podcast and spend some time uh, really kind of digging into a little bit of his library and on the same to on the same token being able to go into his website and clicking on that donate button and uh and donating whenever dr funkenberry donates his time to this show and whatever else he does he's a great friend and uh i love having him on the show it was a lot of fun and again if you missed that show you definitely need to make sure that you go and check it out. It was a lot of fun. I gave that show to him. It's on his podcast. It's not on our Patreon or anything. It's on his. So make sure he doesn't have a Patreon. He just has his own thing. So make sure that you go there. I've tried to talk him into going onto Patreon, but I, I don't know why he doesn't. He just doesn't. But be sure you follow him. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. We're going to play uh, all of your requests here. I'm going to start laying in them laying them in one after the other and just doing whatever. It's going to be fun. Everybody is doing a go Jaden go. They all want to hear Jaden do a show on Tuesday. So I will see what happens. I'm going to have to have a talk with that young lady. Anyways, controversy right here on funked up. We're going to start off with that. And then we're going to go into all your requests in chronological order as best as I possibly can. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Funkatopia radio show and Funkatopia Live. I hope you enjoyed this Prince free-for-all. Once again, please, also, before we go, do not forget PRN Alumni Foundation and the Family Reunion. The announcement was officially made tonight exclusively right here on Funkatopia Live. It will be the original lineup of the Family Stand with Sandra St. Victor. She is going to be playing at the Fine Line Music Cafe as part of the PRN Alumni Foundation.
Nation show. It's amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, on top of that, intimate performances from Julius Collins and Tommy Barbarella. Plus, Ingrid Chavez is going to be one of the special guests there. A lot of special guests to be announced. Plus, the band MPLS is going to be there as well. So much great stuff that's going to be happening at the PR and Alumni Foundation. You heard it here first. Make sure you follow them on Facebook and also make sure that you go to the website and donate and help them out. The causes that they represent are phenomenal please do not hesitate to support them every single dollar that you donate goes exactly where they say it's going to once again thank you guys for tuning in i will be playing your request moving forward good night everyone have a good night funkatopia live and funked up is the online radio station of funkatopia and is in no way affiliated or endorsed by paisley park or the estate of prince rogers nelson yet (laughs) 